Hello listeners and welcome to the Rawcast. My name's James Price here to take you through the odyssey that is supporting the Brisbane Raw Football Club and it's an odyssey that's yeah, they really went one about one direction. Uh, so we got a bunch of games to cover off and again because they sort of came in awkward times and it was a bit hard for us to get a recording going. <laughs> so, you know, we, we're doing our best just uh, just like everyone else is in, in this world. So uh, anyway, I've got two great comrades with me here today to talk everything with Bruce and Raw with you all. So uh, Mr. Danny Butts, how are you? Hi, I'm going great. I'm great. Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to the show. Great. That's good to hear. I'm great. Yeah, I'm great to hear that you're going great. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I missed a couple of shows actually. So um, between well, COVID, did an absolute number on my throat. Uh, anyway, someone that actually shared COVID time with me, funnily enough, is uh, Mister the Green Dinosaur himself. How are you? I am co- also COVID free, um, but you must have missed the, all the uh, redacted and bad things I said about you on the uh, last pod because you're still talking to me, uh, which is uh... <laughs> yes, yes, you know, I, well. Yeah, no, I'm going to leave that one the fuck alone, actually. Let's let's talk, obviously, we've got three games to get into, so let's just get into it. Uh, so it is a bit of the a- in the A-Leagues, man. So it was, uh, we start on Anzac Day, which was the last game we haven't talked about. So it was Britain Rule 1, Melbourne Victory 1, Alex Parsons in the 54th minute, the left footer, Scar squeezing him well, uh, skipping skim- one along the ground, actually, and then uh, Brendan Hamill popping up at uh, the near post for that chance, actually, for Melbourne Victory to make it one all on the day. Uh, bookings, Chris Gonomides in the 32nd minute, Alex Parsons in the 44th, um, Barra in the 47th, Berlante in the 84th, and uh, O'Shea picked one up in the 90th. A pretty healthy crowd, actually, uh, 7,127, which, uh, given the conditions, was actually pretty good. Because It'll be was right good. up there with our best crowd. <laughs> yeah, I think it might almost be our best crowd this season. It was awful conditions. I have a theory. It's all the people that bought like five game and three game memberships and probably went, oh crap, we still have tickets left. <laughs> we should <laughs> use them catch up. this one in and get yeah. the Legends game at the same time. It's it's yeah, definitely it. it's definitely people going, I ain't coming out here on a Tuesday. Come, come <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So uh, yeah, I think everyone cashed in their, their three game membership passes and uh, came along to this one despite the weather. So, uh, but see, Al Hanzak Day. Uh, actually, no, Miss Mister Green Dinosaur, you're out there with me for this one. Um, hmm. What do you remember of happening on Anzac Day? I remember chanting uh, about um, Enrique a lot um, <laughs> and uh, scoring at least four or five goals in the um, in, Le- in the Legends game. I reckon we should sign him up. Just saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he was he was looking pretty good. Benny Litvin's looked it was pretty fit. He was looking alright, but uh, yeah, I think the, the Legends won, like, it was like 8-2 or something, cool. <laughs> I don't know, against the combined, was it Police, no, what, we uh, first half we played the Police, second half Army? Yeah, fir- right. first half first half was ADF, second half was uh, QPS, yeah. I thought it was the other way around. No, uh, sec- second, no, sec- no, second half I remember the blue shirts, but I do remember very... Um, because look, it's it's a game that happened before the main game. I do remember the uh, ADF defending being uh, yeah, pretty uh, lackluster. Right. To um, but then again, I'm sure that squad got put together with uh, one training session and got told do things. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was also like the worst keep clash in the world because we played in our black shirts. Uh, like the, the legend team played in the black shirts. Obviously, if to be a bit more slimming for a couple of them, um, you know, which <laughs> I can get around. I can understand that. But then, like they played in like a dark maroon jersey, the the first ones, and then obviously it rained, so they you oh. know they got even darker. It's like it was an awful kick clash for the first yeah. half. Thankfully, the dude game in the second half was slightly 
um, yeah, slightly less clashy. I think yeah, it was purple. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, let's look. What about the main game? What about the actual main game? That's enough about the legends. Uh, it was great to see a few of them back out there. The the main game. I remember being very happy with Alex Parsons is back. I remember that. That was something uh, I was very happy about. Hmm. Yeah, it was good to see him back, wasn't it, Butsy? I know you've been sort of jonesing for him to get out there, and he's he start to actually put a bit of a run together. Yeah, it's good. I, I'm happy for him. I mean, he's only got one more chance, but good for him to show a bit. One day we'll get him and Millie's niche on the park at the same time, and they'll create a lot of chances. They might not score many of them because they're both notorious <laughs> for creating a lot and not scoring. <laughs> but it'll be fantastic. We'll have the best XG and the lowest goals. <laughs> I think we're already <laughs> pushing that record anyway. <laughs> it's very much a uh, very much nah, a um, Parsons needs play. time. Give him more starts, and he'll he'll grow into he'll he'll grow into it such a star player role he's got the talent it was very it's very clear just from the get-go like it was, he was like a diamond shining in a bit of a um see a poo just he was sho- <laughs> very quickly showing alex parsons of old and it's like where have you been this entire season alex <laughs> really where yeah i mean he's yeah, he was in and out with injury a bit but then he just seemed to just be on the wrong side of the moon at the start of the season didn't he and yeah, it took him taking him a long time to get in the team, but then he showed in this game and then the following two as well that we'll talk about as well. He was probably one of our better players, at least in those ones. At least, like as you say, being creative mm. and yeah, things like that. I'm, um, a, bit, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a bit sad there you didn't uh, say the uh, that he was on the dark side of the moon, but uh, it's... yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good line. I'm surprised we haven't used him more. Um, <laughs> we did also switch to a back four in this one, Butsy. Um, seems to yeah, it's weird, eh? I, mm. I, I mean, I don't even know what Moon's thoughts are anymore. I think he just, I think he just, he, he puts like everyone's name on a little strip of paper and puts him in a hat and then he throws the hat in the air and wherever they land on the floor, that's, that's, he picks the formation. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's, it, it didn't have much rhyme or reason. And yeah. Like, because we finally got Aldred back, kind of fit, and we got Neville and we got Truen and we've still got guys like Hingit, Zabala, a bunch of players that can play across the back. And we got Chapman coming on, and his idea was always to be part of the back five with the players we had. And, and we just went, ah, oh, no, there's a back four today. Sounds good. Hmm. What? <laughs> yeah. Truen goes out on the left. Yeah, it was weird, wasn't it? Like, and, and then Chapman seems to have ended up playing more in like defensive midfield than uh, into our back line. So, to be honest, and I know he played um, in one of the next games, but just while we're on him, I thought he actually looked pretty good. I've got to admit, like I was so upset at how long it's taken him to get here, but can't fault him for that if he's not been fit. But just the little bits we've seen of him, I think he's good. I will be really happy with him playing as kind of a center back defensive midfield kind of super deep holding kind of role i liked it cool. yeah, no, he, he does he does have a bit of talent about him and when he left he was a starting player for western united when he went over to career and he's got the a-league history like he's played half a good half a dozen seasons plenty of them as a you know as a as at least a semi-regular starter if not a regular starter so he's got the chops he's played overseas you know so it's a good signing, yeah. It's just disappointing. It we signed him mid-season, and it's taken until the third, the last four games for him to actually appear. Mm. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, probably. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about the goals. Um, yeah. So Parsons probably was uh, the nicest. Yeah, obviously, Parsons scored the goal for us, and he sort of he missed a couple in the in the first half, but uh, yeah, he really sliced this one on the ground nicely and sort of skidded and made it a bit hard for the goalkeeper to score. Uh, the goalkeeper to save it. Sorry. 
Um, so I, it was sort of smarter play where the others had really been sort of belting it over the bar and maybe just trying to put too much power in it to overcome the the, um, the wet weather or something like that. And instead, he used the conditions to his advantage and uh, it, it paid off for him. And uh, yeah, it was um, that was a good one. Thought any any more you want to add to that? No, not from me. I I agree. It was a good finish. I mean, yeah. that attack was good too. We peeled off and and cut it back to him. It was good. It was it was well it was well timed, well placed. It's pretty much what you expect from the Alex Parsons project. It, it worked. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, so yeah, the Alex Parsons project. Uh, whereas yeah, then it sort of just seemed to kick victory up, and obviously they'd been coming off the short turnaround, um, and I reckon they'd just been looking a little bit leggy. Um, I think they played. So this is on the Monday. I think they played either the Thursday or the Friday night from memory. Yeah, um, really quick turnaround. It was a yeah, big game, wasn't it? Was it a derby? Yeah, I think so. I think it might. I think you might be right. Um, or yeah, maybe it's Western no, United. They would have been overseas, but yeah, it might have been Western United or Sydney. No, Sydney would have been away as well. Sydney would have been. I remember away. it being a hectic game for him. Yeah, that's yeah. It was a big important game, and uh, yeah. So um, you know, so yeah, they just looked a little bit leggy in this one, and yeah, they, but they turned around when they sort of needed to grind that gear up, and um, it just sort of popped up at the front post from a bit of a scrappy corner. Is it from a corner or is it from? No, it was, a, it was a free kick. I can't remember the free kick. It was right on the edge of the box, though, so they would have been pressing us later in the second half to to win that. And unfortunately, we'll see a bit of a trend where we, we really did poorly on set pieces across the whole three games. Yes, actually, yeah, it is kind of a bit of a trend. Which it really shouldn't be with the sort of... But then maybe that's the disadvantage of going to the back four. We lose sort of someone taller back there and... Um, mm. Yeah, it's, it shouldn't be. And, you know, Neville and... Well, then again, Neville's great at putting it in our own net as well, so... It's also something we tend to have to get <laughs> you do when your tall players do that, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh... Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you popped up well. And, yeah, Victory had some good chances. A good one-on-one -on -one save late, late in the game uh, from... Uh, but, uh, but, uh, but Holmes made with a runaway uh, a Kiwi Ro yeah, uh, Rojas. Rojas, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Rojas. Yeah, that was a really good save, one-on-one. Um, -on -one. Rojas probably could have done a little bit better. I think he'd look at that and reckon he probably should have put a bit more wide of the keeper. But, uh, yeah, I think... Yeah, overall, I mean, it was a it was a well earned point, I think, in the end. Um, yeah, any more you want to add from that one, Butsy? No, not really. I there was a a thing where at the end they played a bit of a back pass to the keeper and Lascano, who came in fresh off the bench, got onto it, and it was one of those ones where the striker and the keeper almost get there at the same time. And I feel like if it was any other striker, they would have just taken the, the deftest of touches and then taken the contact and got a penalty. But Lascano kind of did the good guy thing and tried to play properly and stay on his feet and he ended up flicking the ball too hard and then taking just enough of a touch that it stumbled him and he, he couldn't recover even though the keeper was out of play. So yeah, good guy Lascano there probably, I'm going to say he cost us the win because he just he did the good guy thing. But that was, it was an interesting kind of, if that was Bess, for example, he probably would have he would have fallen on top of the keeper just to make a scene of it, you know. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. It was sort of just awkward, and yeah, just uh, yeah. I mean, it was an awkward back pass, but you just couldn't capitalize on it. I don't know. It's one of those things that sort of sums, sums up, up our season. His season. His yeah, season. he's just he's so close to maybe looking like a really top prospect, and just just always a little short on it. Mm. Um, probably we should also maybe just touch on. I guess uh, did you enjoy the actual Anzac Day ceremony, um, Yoshiba? I, I did. I did. It was a. It was a uh, uh, nice, nicely, uh, nicely done. Uh, Anzac ceremony. It was good to get back to um, our tradition. Well, our tradition that we're building, having that Anzac Day uh, match um, every season. Um, 
And I, th I thank you as well for telling me to take my hat off when the uh, the anthems are happening too. <laughs> yes, yeah, always important. Always important to remember that. I think it was just the only thing I don't I didn't like about it was they was sort of like the cat. I guess it was well they didn't have a flag, but the little marching party went out and um, it sort of sucked that they seemed to be stuck out there waiting in the pouring rain for just sort of like five ten minutes. I felt a little bit bad for them for that and uh, and sort of just because obviously like the players all come out from the far side of the pitch. Um, before you know, because the benches are on the obviously on the camera side, but they'll come up to that far side, and you probably don't see it on the TV coverage. But the all other subs, they'll just sort of like wander out randomly. So you sort of have these guys who are set up on the edge. But actually, there might have been something else there, so I should probably use a gender neutral term. But you know, the team, the, the the team that was there to do the ceremony, sort of standing waiting, and then you know the subs just sort of like randomly just float out and they just wander across <laughs> the pitch willy nilly. I think even like they actually like went into the center of the field with like a and maybe brought out and sort of got information. And and then there's still like another like random victory sub just to like wandered across the field in his um <laughs> in his uh, tracksuit and it just that bit just doesn't quite work like it's just sort of yeah you know it, it, it doesn't ruin it or anything like that but it's just one of those sort of I, like the AF like the AFL for all their oh. you know their sore points they wouldn't let that happen um you know it's so struck rigid structures um like mm. yeah so I think some of it's like you got to. Like again, it's going to sound really strict for something that doesn't matter that much, but you got to have a little bit of pride in the the show that is is playing a football match and things mm. like that. You need to look a bit more professional, else you, you yeah, gonna, yeah, it's going to just irk people. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It was just yeah, it was just and it was just very noticeable. Sort of yeah, this these uh, yeah. you know these poor uh, army people standing out there waiting, getting in the pouring rain, and then just sort of random subs just wandering across the field in their oh. tracksuits, like. Yeah, it just that bit just was not was not a great look. But you know, it's just the design of how where they come out in the far side and need to get to the other side of the stadium. Like, of course, they're going to wander straight across the pitch. Anyway, yeah. um, the rest of it nicely done. Um, so you know, it's uh, it was good and uh, you know, nice little thing. Yeah, and as you know, I think it's about the fourth, third or fourth game time we've done the Anzac Day. So um, you know, maybe they're slowly building by you know the size of the crowd and stuff and people's knowledge of it that uh, it is something that we do. So you know, it's good. That's good. Good yeah. on them for doing the Legends game, making something out of it, eh? Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Make it a whole day and, and put something in it, show a bit of, you know, something, you know, like by playing the police service and uh, defense mm -hmm. force and stuff, you know, as well, you can really get, yeah, you're tying in those things and, and making it about football. So, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Um, moving on to the team, actually, we have played a couple of times in the Anzac Day game. So, as, uh, we were away at Adelaide United on the weekend, on a Saturday night, one of the, our rare appearances on Saturday night in the Channel 10 game, and we were actually sort of the main one in this one. So, it was Adelaide United 2, George Blackwood in the 15th minute, uh, popping up with the header, and Hiroshi Ibusuki uh, in the 28th minute. Um, yeah, got Adelaide United off to a flyer, and we just never really quite recovered, so Brisbane Raw didn't score. We did pick our five bookings, though, and we got all the bookings <laughs> in this game. Uh, oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, clean sweep at that one. Uh, congratulations, team. So, Luke Ivanovich in the 18th minute, Hagbara in the 22nd minute, Luke Alex Parsons in the 50th, Jacking in the 87th, and Kaitra in the 89th. Uh, 6,761 people down there at uh, Cooper Stadium. Let's see. You watched this one. What did you yeah, reckon yeah. overall? <laughs> I think I watched it and then told some other people, "Don't bother watching it." Um, <laughs> which is, yeah, it, it was just, you know, you can you can shrug and say the players gave up, but it, it's probably too harsh. Like we did try, but I don't think the energy is there. I don't think the like, and this is this is going to be recurring for the the next game as well. Like. I watched Perth play 
last night, no, last night compared to where we're recording, and they've got even less to play for. And you know what? They threw out all the youngsters. All the kids had an absolute rickrolling time and bloody ended up beating Melbourne City. And I'm looking at us going, we do not have that kind of energy. And it's really disappointing because we, we should have these kids going, shit, if I don't do something in the next few games, I'm not going to have a contract. Um, but Adelaide just completely outplayed us across the park. They moved the ball around too well. They're too quick in the right areas and they got just enough skill to to win all the little one-on-one duels and, and create chances. And both, both the goals, I think, were largely unchallenged. So just really disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Adelaide were just completely dominant, uh, especially the first half. Um, we barely got it even near our box in that first half until probably like the 40th minute sort of thing. And yeah, Adelaide could have scored more and maybe probably should have in reality. They had a couple of good chances and yeah, they're just well set up to play against us. And that, that great Goodwin bloke, he seems pretty handy. I, I think you'd say Yeshiva. <laughs> even though I didn't watch the game... Um... Because uh, I forgot about it, but as you gents said, apparently eleven Brisbane players forgot as well. Um, it's no, su- <laughs> it's no surprise that uh, when I saw the first goal back, it's uh, ah, it was a good one uh, putting that uh, that free kick into the box. Yeah, yeah he's a handy little player. That <sighs> yeah, yeah, he, he is, and he seems to enjoy playing against us as well, um, which is rather unfortunate for us. So <laughs> um... I just want to just mention while we're talking about that first goal, um, mm. like. The problem is with some of the malaise slipping into the players. This is a prime example of of how that manifests on the field. The highlights won't show it, but I remember that so vividly because it upset me a lot (laughs) early in the game. (laughs) This was a foul that I think one of them might have picked the pocket at Jack Hinkett earlier in the game, like within the first few minutes. And so this was him. He went in aggressively Mm. here, made a foul when they had nothing on. I think what had happened is there was two of our guys back and one defender. So his only option was to play the ball back. So there was no pressure. But Hingert, with a point to prove, took him out, created the foul, and then next minute Adelaide, who are the, the strongest team of set pieces of scoring for the whole season, just just managed to put another one away. And it was like it was an unnecessary foul that led to some poor defending in the box that led to an easy goal. And it's like a, a string of, of weak actions that just, like, it just didn't look good. It's not a good look for a team. Like even if you're struggling, you shouldn't you shouldn't be having these kind of issues. And it just set the tone for the for the rest of the game, or at least the next forty five minutes until we sort of had a crack at the end. It's just really disappointing as a fan when you see stuff like that that's unnecessary and it's frustration from the players or it's a bit of lethargy and you're just like, ah, oh, guys. It's funny. It's funny you say that about the fact that the um, it was a very weak foul that was let off because to me that's almost football. 101 it's like be careful of what's going to give the ball away quite easily and um and um and cheaply because the opposition usually will pounce on it that's like for me football one-on-one don't um don't give away easy uh, easy fouls and yeah and as you say it was surely like you know you say adelaide was the is the best attacking set piece team surely it was a talking point from warren moon on the you know on the whiteboard before the game don't give away stupid fouls around the box that leads to set play opportunities with Craig Goodwin. Uh, bang, bang. And it's Jack Hingert, right? Like, I'm not, like, I think Jack is totally capable of being a proper professional A-League player. I'm not one of those people asking for his head. I think he's a great servant to Raw. But he's one of our veterans now. 
And for him to be making what I would class as an immature mistake like that, that's, you know, he just needs to get, you just need his brain in the right place to not do things like that. You need him to be a little better. Yeah. That's it. And uh, yeah, you know, it was, uh, you know, once again, Greg Lewin has got on an amazing left foot and uh, put on a dime. Mm. George Blackwood finished well um, for the header. Uh, I'm annoyed because I don't like Blackwood either, but then he scored <laughs> against us. <laughs> yeah. I think he scores many, but yeah, he seems to score no, against us. That's yeah. why I don't like him because everyone books <laughs> him up, and I'm like, this Blackwood guy is shit, and then he scored <laughs> against us. <laughs> I give up. Don't listen yeah. to Dan the critic. He's shit. <laughs> News break, Dan. We're also not that good. <laughs> Adelaide United are going to play finals, and we're not. <laughs> and there's a very good reason why. Yeah. Uh, the second goal was was not a lot of was not a lot of great defending either. Um, so Dan, what are you? Uh, it just—I don't know. This one like went to someone's head. I think it was Scott Neville, and they ended up heading it back across. And then the breakaway was was poor, poor defending. The players rushing through was poor marking. I, I, some of this I, I blame on the the structure and the players, though. A lot of our goals—not a lot of, but a fair chunk of our goals this season have been through through opposing midfielders rushing up and our midfielders not tracking. And I feel like when you play. Attacking players like Akbari and Jay O'Shea. Like I love Jay O'Shea, but play, we play him way too deep. He doesn't. He doesn't do the busy defending. And no. Then we let in goals from guys like O'Shea and Akbari not tracking, and it's like, well, that's some of that's got to come back to the coach. You know, that's by design at that point. But yeah, that's it. And Butsy, you're definitely right there. I'm just watching the goal back now. Literally, I'm seeing it. I'm literally watching a Brisbane player go, oh, shit, I've given the Adelaide's player lots of space. Goal. Shit. Yeah. Yes. There was and that's like, that's like Barry. Yeah. Yeah, that was like Barry just watching. Because you can see sort of in the replay, like um, Aldred's marking Blackwood um, right on the line. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so he's you know, he's actually literally grabbing the jersey, I think, um, as good defenders <laughs> will do in that sort of scenario. But, you know... <laughs> Um, Ibasuki just sort of drops back a bit and he's just in a mile of space um, where our defensive midfield should be but as we say, as you say, as we play attacking midfielders there, it's not always their first thought to to go back there and defend and you know, this is you know, we can get into this, this is where <laughs> where we were meant to, it's probably where someone like Matt Steinman was meant to be come in and probably fix this problem and off, instead he's off wandering around the bush yeah. uh, Connor Chapman who got injured as soon as he got here and only played three games this season. Like the, yeah. I get it. Moon Moon recognizes as a problem, and we have to play players, so we end up playing those players there. But it's not helping us. No, and, and you say like you know we changed the system. We literally for the last what three, and presumably we'll probably play it for the last game as well. We've changed to a back four, and we've basically played a back five all year. Like it's yeah, that doesn't help. Um, but maybe it's yeah. just sort of more of a, a thing of well, there's no point still trying to defend when we don't have much. Let's at least try and score some goals. Oh, um, which game was it? Was it the victory game or the one prior? Sorry, because I missed that pod where we like played Jesse Daly as like we played four two three one and we played Jesse Daly as the attacking center mid. Uh, that, that was, was hilarious. That was before terrible. these. That was before this run of games. Yeah, it was in one of like, the last ones. Yeah, maybe, was it the Western Sydney like, away game? Maybe I think. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, what are you thinking, Moon? Like, okay, you want to change formation, and you've said you've told the media it's all that attack. We got nothing to lose. That's great. Jesse Daly in an attacking position. <laughs> I don't. Why? Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he just runs around with his pants pulled up, and yeah, he, he got to like half time, and they they yanked him because he just ran around in circles and did nothing. <laughs> got in the way of all their creative players. Mm. 
exactly. It's not a slight on Jesse Daly, by the way. It's just you're just putting the wrong person in the wrong role. And, and to be credit to Jesse Daly, I mean, he obviously was given a task and he tried to do it to the best of his ability, but he's a yeah. defensive midfielder and that's, you know, he's the one that you could at least swing in <laughs> next to a shade yeah, to provide a bit yeah. of evidence to cover there. So, yeah. um, probably at least something. No, we did have a third goal there, um, which I'm sure you've got into your highlights there, Yeshiva. Uh, the, we did have a third, the ball was in the back of the net, but it thankfully went just over the byline. Um, so that was pretty handy. And um, Lily yep, is just returning. Are oh, you just there? <laughs> yeah, literally, uh, I was like, hold it, hold it. Yeah, mm-hmm. there we go. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I can see now, yeah, the, it was way over the line. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that one was even actually called live, so uh, it wasn't even really a VAR. And probably nice, I guess, if it was Nuri Usnich uh, returning from injury. So um, that was, uh, you know, it's, he's, he's been out for a hell of a long time in the end, uh, much longer than I thought he'd be out for. But, uh, and he, that was probably him sort of coming on late and Chapman coming on late is when we then probably start to at least turn and create some chances, um, yeah, a little bit later, but um, not to much great effect. I don't think we really... Yeah. Made Gauchi um, struggle that much. Um, we didn't. It's, it's the same, same issue. Like, there's an underlying potential of a good team in there. We just can't get that team on the park well enough at the same time to to see if they can compete a bit more. Yeah, that's the thing about injuries, right? When, as soon as you have some, like, it's like, oh, when we get all our players back from injuries, but you're never going to get them all back. Like, because by the time you finally wait, someone else will be injured and, and then they'll be out. So you've always got to have, you know, you're never going to have a perfect starting 11 unless you get incredibly lucky. Um, that's, you know, that's that's where we sort of fall away. But uh, yeah. anyway, um, we chop and change around our style a bit too much anyway. To, well, that's to really the problem, right? We're forever waiting for someone to come back. And then we're like, well, when we get Connor Chapman, we'll play this formation. It's like, what are you doing in the meantime? Yeah, exactly. You can't really run like that. You've kind of got to have a strategy um, and stick to your guns and yeah. learn think, everyone to play that way. I think that, you know, we saw our best football here in Brisbane when we played. You know, we had a very distinct style and way that we we're going to play football and and the players were recruited for that. And it's like, well, he's going to be playing in this position, in this system. And yeah, you can make tweaks around it about how, you know, where they, how attackers make their runs and things like that, but still, the general structural formation was there, then that's mm. that's where you can generally probably the best, and that's, in general, what's shown to work in the A-League. Um, Sydney FC, yeah. Sydney FC had their structure, you know, for sort of basically what the 4-4-2 diamonds, and that, or so I think she started Central Coast with like that, very much the 4-4-2 diamond, and um, yeah, Sydney FC are more of a 4-2-3-1, I think, off the top of my head, so, you know, and they've just always picked up their players, the problem is they're just these players left and they got really old and then they still brought them back and then wonder why they're still shit. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, anything more we want to talk about the Adelaide game? Um... Uh, let's, let's move so... on to the next one because I think it's going to be a bit of the uh, same. That's <laughs> a bit of the same. Same shit, different day. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, it was Brisbane Raw, Neil, Central Coast Mariners 2, uh, Lewis Miller in the 40th minute with a header. And uh, Garen Akulu, the uh, younger brother of, um, I think there's even another one. Is there a third Kalu, maybe? I don't know. There, there's lots of these Kalus, and they're really good footballers, apparently. So Garen Kalu's jumped on the scene, and be like his brother had, and uh, in the 63rd minute, popped up with a nice, tidy finish. Uh, bookings, at least this one's... Um, well, we didn't actually get a yellow card in this game, which was really well done by us. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a red card in this one, which we'll get to in a second. So yeah, yellow cards: uh, Jacob Farrell in the 40th minute, Kai Goddard in the 44th, 
and Harrison Steele in the 88th minute picked up yellows all for the Central Coast Mariners. And yes, we'll get onto this in a minute. But yes, Scotty Neville picked up a red card in the uh, 86th minute. Did start as yellow, but uh, definitely ended up red. Uh, only 1,652 in attendance at this one. So, uh, and the most just... important part of that attendance was big news flash for this game. No one from the Royal Cast attended this game, and it was in Brisbane. <laughs> okay. well, it's debatable if the where these games are played is in Brisbane, but yeah, it's a pain in the neck to get to on a Friday, on a, <laughs> on a weeknight. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's only 1,650 out there on a Tuesday night. Um, yeah, I think basically Butsy talking about it sort of seemed like the season was with giving up, and I think the fans showed with there not turning up that um, what they think of yeah. how the players are sort of going. Yeah, I think so. You made you made the quip before that. Well, first of all, it says here we're playing the kids, and then your quip was that some of the unwanted players went off hiking and that they're not even training anymore. So. Moon clearly turned a corner in terms of well, anyone who's not going to be here next year don't don't expect to get a run between now and the end of the season. And I feel like that kind of we give up this season to prep for next season shone through. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. It was a very much much younger team. You know, we got to see Alex Parsons sort of starting again. I think Ivanovic was out there. Lascano was nowhere near the team. Starman was nowhere near the team. Um, you know, Wada, we'll get to him in the review. Like, what a waste of <laughs> import that he's been. Um, that was a great 40 minutes of football he played. Um, oh. Yeah, like, and that was what he was in the media about, sort of just discussing. Like, he's, he got the imports wrong. And in reality, you know, Aldred and O'Shea have been fine, but they were recruited before he got here. Um, we basically yep. picked them out of the broken carcass that was Bury um, FC. Um, yep. You know, and we sort of able to convince them to come out here. I should actually say, uh, I don't know, I'll look that for the, um, I just realised we had another piece of news. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, so that's, um, yeah, but you know, so obviously some of the players that are clearly going to be next season, they're getting a run, but then uh, I think this one we saw with Truon, I think both goals sort of came down that right-hand side with Truon's, you know, he can play left-back, but it's not his natural position. He's definitely played most of his 50 games in centre back in a back three and he sort of just gets a bit lost when he doesn't have someone out to left of him uh, and so he was sort of a bit at fault for this one and yeah I think you know once again the attackers they created plenty of chances um, but put the ball in the back of the net and they goalkeeper made a couple of good saves and just got turned inside out a couple of times so uh, yeah anything um, anything that's taken your fancy from watching the highlights of this one um, you want a more to yell on a It's so hard to say anything. I think we just we played ourselves into such bad form that where we get a game like this where <clears throat> pardon me, uh, um, we have a few chances and we're just not informed to take them. I think you mentioned the XG pricey was heavily in our favour. Yeah, so this one, at least according to Footmob, so the XG was basically uh, Central Coast was 0.8, so they should have roughly scored 0.8 of a goal from their chances and we were 1.6, so Theory, we had twice the opportunity to score, and yet we've gone and lost it two 0 That's um, just not taking the chances and, and giving up a couple of easier, easier ones in theory. And so it's, I feel like that's. I mean, we just played ourselves out of form. So even when we do get a game like this where we could have been competitive, we we just weren't. The uh, the, the the first goal for the Mariners. Um, it, I I don't know if maybe he was feeling the the presence in the outfield, but I mean, Jordan Holmes seemed to almost um, basically freeze and have a just. Do, do nothing for a second and sort of weirdly react. So I don't know if that's the 
presence on the outfield than coming to him. Tom's is Miller was decent. unmarked for that one too, right? From now you yeah. mentioned it, I'm, my brain's coming back, and I I was watching that replay. I didn't go back and rewatch it, but just in the live and the replays on the live coverage, it was like I don't even know who was meant to pick him up because, as you said earlier, Connor Chapman was playing in this weird sort of. I'm not really a center defender. I'm more of a defensive midfielder. And then what it did was compress all the back line to mark all the wingers and strikers in the box. And so then when a fullback kind of peels in around the back, who was supposed to pick that up? Was it meant to be like Ivanovic from left wing was meant to track him? Or was it meant to be Connor drops in and the the fullbacks at Kai Truman peels out to mark him? I, I don't know. It was such a – it's almost like we just completely – fluffed our structure not knowing who was even meant to be on that guy yeah i think so from from the replay it was quite true and that was closest to him and that's why i sort of said that i think both sort of yep. opportunities goals came down he's part of the field but then i think you might be right in that yeah if we we sort of had we played a real deep back four um that probably weren't getting forward too much connor chapman sort of screaming them but it, we left a lot of space in that sort of wing area um where we weren't pushing out or marking well or our you know our full um, our wingers weren't really tracking back or yeah so that's and that's you know the central coast mariners have exploited that so you know, that's so, the one thing right when you've changed the system with only you know and i'm sure yeah. they've been training both systems that but once again they're only just getting fit and yeah yeah you're right Bryce. Yeah. The, se- uh, the second goal but of us watch back again for memory storm row literally has no one on him fat because of space he runs up the wing gets the ball you know gets the cross you know just we gave him again, you know, all the time in the world and space to get something away. And yeah, yeah, you've got to when you want to defend, you've got to. Yeah, it needs a full team commitment, and you know, you're either pressing up hard forward or you need to sit back and you need to be blocking all the space and to, for, for players to be running into. And and, and we're just sort of in the end not really doing either um, that well. So we don't really high press that much, and I guess maybe. Sometimes we try to, but yeah, then that just leaves us a bit open to be played through, and, and that's where we get found out. So yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, any other performances? Just Connor Chapman, with obviously his first start since coming into the team, were you reasonably impressed with him, Butsy? Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I think I mentioned before. I think yeah. he's, he's good skill, good composure, and I always I wasn't sure. I know everyone said he was a, a defender, but. I think I remember at Western they were playing five across the back and he was always sort of the, the like this sort of role where he was like stepping up and being more of a ball player. So I don't mind him with he's got those skills. Which is like which is sort of funny. I find that interesting because I feel like that's the role that Neville plays in our team. Like we've actually got recruited it's, <laughs> yeah, that's um we've very much recruited the sort of same player there. Um yeah, sorry. If, plays a similar thing. if you're wondering why I'm laughing so much, um, it was good timing that you just said uh, Neville there because I literally. Um, oh, you got I to the was... red. We'll get. Yeah, all right, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. Oh, actually, how about this for an interesting one? I'm just was looking at Ultimate A League for the lineup, and it has down the yep. bottom what the average squad age was, and we say that we're playing the kids, right? Our average age was 25.69. Central Coast Mariners was 24.08. Well, this this is the thing, right? We say the kids, but our kids are like early twenties. Mm. So it's we're not we're not like I said, Perth Glory is an example. I think they said like after the first three or four players in their squad, they had one twenty four year old, and every other player was like under twenty one. It's like well, 
we're not playing that young a squad where they're just kids with a lot of dynamism and yeah. no, no holds barred. We're playing like semi-pro players that have been playing NPL for a few years that are sort of established trying to step up to this level. And maybe we'd like lose some of the... They've just lost that shine of youthful exuberance, maybe. It's, 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 it's the only... I was going to say, it's the equivalent of having like seven Cameron Cristanis out there if we go back, you know, like a couple of seasons ago. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, I think the only under-20s player we actually played was Cyrus Demi. So Cyrus is 19 years old. Um, Ivanovic so is, that's the, yeah, Ivanovic that's is 21. Yeah, Ivanovic is Isn't 21. Perth starting that 16-year-old fullback, for example? Like, yeah. that's the difference. We're playing a, a, a young fullback that is Kai Truen, and he, he's probably... Like twenty, twenty two now. Like Yeah. yeah. Kai is twenty. He was. Yeah. yeah, okay. So that's pretty young, but it's not sixteen years no. young. <laughs> Literally he's about to have his twenty first birthday, actually, Kai, in which yeah. time. So so it's young and it's great that we're doing it, but it's not the same as I'm just looking, what's his name? Garang Qual. Like he's hmm. gotta be seventeen or eighteen. We're not uh, playing that yeah. young a team. Uh yeah, seventeen years old. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so even though we're drawing on youth, it's not that youth, it's kind of established players that are almost getting to the point of not being called youth anymore. Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, that was just a, a curious, a curious quirk because I was looking at that. Let's probably the other main, I guess, moment that we can talk about from this one was, was the VAR. <laughs> you're just having a good laugh about Yeshiva. <laughs> what do you reckon? Scotty Neville given the yellow, um, converted into a red by the, by the VAR. What did you think? Uh, it was it, it was justified to become a uh, red card in the end. Um, it um, that was that 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 went straight for his uh, for his ankle. Um, not surprised at all what happened, and that's why I was laughing so much. Just like wow, it's uh, it's uh, actually yeah. it's actually a pretty poor decision by the referee. I think to miss it because I reckon he had a pretty clear view of it as well. So. Um... Yeah, it was it was definitely a red thing, and I don't think there was much complaining going on by by anyone apart from probably Neville himself. <laughs> Here's my take, and I haven't seen the replay, so my my phased memory, if I was even watching that late in the game after being so fed up with the whole thing. <laughs> but where was the foul on the park, and did he even need to commit to like that to that foul at that point in time? Uh, it was what sort of it was, you know, uh, three quarters away down the field, so you know, they are in a second year. There was a lot of players around him, so I guess if. Maybe the Mariners player had gotten a touch around him. The, Mar- the Mariners player, the Mariners player was about to get the ball in a in quite a bit of free space, and no ball player was mm-hmm. around him. But in saying that, um, yeah, it basically looked like uh, Scotty Neville was going on a suicide kamikaze run, and uh, there was only <laughs> yeah. one one thing that was going to happen. He was, yeah, yeah. So eighty, yeah, I mean, eighty-six minute down two nil. It doesn't really matter. Like, yeah, did he need to make it? I think that that is a fair question. All it did was free him up for next week's hiking trip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He can join. He can, he can join Sorry. Steinman for his uh, his breakfast on the beach and then a hike up in the <laughs> in the Gold Coast hinterland afterwards. Um, um, yeah, there, so there, yeah, there, Scott Neville, yes, it is. There, there is one thing I will say about this game. At least, um, if we were more of an attacking side and created more chances. I still think we probably would have lost this game because, to be fair, um, Birigidi was having not a not a bad game um, uh, either. Yeah, I think I think that's probably one fair thing to say from at least yeah from this one is at least we forced Birigidi into a couple of reasonable saves. Um, like, I don't think we really like I said I don't think we really forced um, 
bit gouchy against Adelaide United in too many reasonable saves. I think it was all pretty comfortable for him. Where this Brigadier, yeah, as you say, had to make a couple of good saves. So, you know, but that's also the story of our season. Is you know we've had um, was the bloody the next keeper when he came up here and like one man of the match. Um, yeah. So you know, it's sort of you know who I feel sorry for is the Brisbane Raw social media person because they've had to they've had so many games that have been like this one where the the feedback's been we kind of showed a little bit and we created a little bit at times. We didn't compete for 90 minutes and that ultimately cost us close. We need to get back up and, and fight again. And raw social media person has had to put up that post 25 <laughs> times now with some sort of variation on the same comment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lots of chances, eh? but just not our day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. You, you can rattle them off, right? We've yeah. all seen them, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and probably the other, uh, you know, interesting moment. Talking of social media, actually, it's a very nice little segue. Is um, of, towards about the 80th minute, the social media does put up a poll on who's the uh, who's your Mac as player of the match. And uh, <laughs> well, uh, Scott Delver won it, and uh, with the poll closing roughly when he was about showing the red card, <laughs> including sent off with a VAR. What's decision. the what's the award for being the Mac as player of the match? Like, um, is it like a free Big Mac? I don't know. I think you're forced. I get to the stand, feeling you're he forced was to like... stand there for a, a forced social media photo with a red card saying "Mac is player of the match." <laughs> um, <laughs> might be a token prize I in just, there somewhere. I just... <laughs> my childish, my childish brain just thinks that he knew he won the award, and he was like, "Cool, I'm off to Macca's. Just got to kick this guy first. Get an early shower in. <laughs> get an early shower in." And... He's yeah. like, he's like, well, well, the fans aren't getting Big Macs tonight, so I am. It's the ninetieth <laughs> minute, and he's already in Maccas, and he's like, I want a free Big Mac, and they're like, you can't. And he's like, yeah, look, that's me on the screen. I got the award. Got the award. <laughs> it's not valid until next Monday. He should know not, that until the game's finished. <laughs> don't you? Damn. Don't you know who I am? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the I'm the Raw's greatest own goal scorer. Um, <laughs> Uh, actually, that was one weird moment from the Adelaide game. We didn't actually really touch on. Was um, uh, Aldred went off at half time and then didn't reappear for like until halfway through the second half. And, uh, yeah, I guess that was precautionary. Yeah, we had to assume it was precautionary because he did obviously play this game and uh, he didn't didn't look angry on the bench or anything. I just assume he had a really long chow. Um, <laughs> you know, and he used up all the hot water. He's like, "See you guys, <laughs> I'm having a good chow." So uh, yeah, that's because uh, yeah, of the way we kind of unceremoniously dumped some other players like. Juan Lascano earlier in the year when we took him off after like 35 minutes that one game and then he mm. never really got back in after that. Yeah, it's a bit worrying when Aldred gets benched half time and you're like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That seemed to the the uh, yeah the uh, the social media was a bit like, uh, where's Aldred? Uh, what's going on with Aldred? <laughs> and then anyway, he just sort of appeared on the bench and seemed fine and obviously played this one. So okay, but he did come out a, a bit upset, I think, in the post media comments. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, up, sort of interviewed up... post game. Upset is probably putting it um, lightly. Um, yeah, he, 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 as I mentioned in our chat, looks like a man who's either um, fed up with the coaching setup or is leaving come into season. And uh, I think one of you might have even said, "Why not both?" <sighs> yeah, he's not happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, not to like get a little off track, and we already probably spent a lot of time in these games. But like, you remember twelve months ago, um, guys like Jamie Young. Um, Dylan Winslow Halls, like they started hinting at this sort of thing, which we we never really circled back to it, but we still believe that's largely the reason they left people like that, you know, like 
So, Definitely Jamie Young, yeah. I think Wenzel Hall's yeah. offered a lot more money than what we offered him. Um, but Which uh, is funny because they immediately went and signed an import over at Western to play ahead of him, but anyway, <laughs> <yeah>. digress. <laughs> and he's yeah, mostly played bit roles off the bench, yeah. He's, yeah, but um, but yeah, definitely Jamie Young. I mean, I know like the lure of getting to work with Aloisi again, who was obviously good mates with, was pretty big as well. But yeah, I, like there's definitely kind of a unsettled cultural shift in the raw over the last five years. It hasn't quite landed where it needs to land to be allowed to allow us to grow. So it's a shame to hear that. Like, because I thought if nothing else, we're having a bad season, but at least we've got a bunch of younger players who should be just enthusiastic and happy to be there. But it sounds like that's not really, that's not the vibe the players are feeling, which is not great. I reckon I've heard on like mentioned through as well. Like there's a, I think there's a bunch of them actually live in like Northern New South Wales. And like, it's almost like they're a click in, sort of like then there's mm. maybe the Gold Coast click and then there's like the three players that still actually live in Brisbane. Um, you know, poor Jack Ingett yeah. actually bought a house in Brisbane and then we've slowly, we next year we moved there, <laughs> we moved training to Logan and then <laughs> three years later we move it to the Gold Coast on him. Oh, um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I don't know. It, that's the, yeah, I'm not sure our culture is amazing in, in the back end either. So, anyway, uh, that is... Personalities to fix that. Like, yeah, that's the hard part, I think. Aldred might be that guy, but when he's not playing, it's easy to literally sideline him and his his impact on the culture. So yeah. hopefully we can either get him fit or get some good of mentality right. That's it. That's it. Big issues to fix in an off-season. So at the moment, we're currently in 11th position. We've played 25, just the one game remaining. We've won six, drawn five, lost 14, 26 goals for 38 against now, 23 points on the board. Uh, even with Perth Glory winning, they're actually done. That was their final game, by the way. Um, it's no wonder they chucked the 16-year-olds out there. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so they're, they're the first one to finish, lucky then. Uh, Do you reckon Sturridge went hiking? <laughs> uh, he went hiking straight to another hairdresser, is what I reckon. <laughs> well, surely if he's done, he's on the first plane out of there. He's so probably... Yeah, yeah he'll be back celebrating Liverpool in a Champions League final. He'll be there. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, so next game, we do have one more game remaining. It's another Tuesday night game. It's Brisbane Raw vs Sydney FC. Fuck Sydney out there at local newspaper stadium. 7.05pm <laughs> kickoff uh, on, uh, actually, but Monday the 10th of May, but that's not right. It's on Tuesday this Tuesday the 10th of May. Uh, so it is the very rare last regular season game. So uh, we're going to be have the honour of being in the first of regular season game and the last regular season game. Um, so, uh, yay, go us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. um, now, the, the obviously, Sydney FC are currently in eighth position. Uh, they've played 24-1-8, drawn seven, lost nine, 35 goals for... Oh, I don't think they've considered 57. I reckon they've considered 37. And I've just missed up that. <laughs> 31 points on the board. Uh, I'd like to hope they've conceded 57. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so would I. But I don't think they'd be above us on the ladder if they conceded 57 somehow. <laughs> um, now, so they've got two games remaining. They need five points out of six as it currently stands for them to make finals. Uh, but, they play, but they play victory at home on Saturday night in a big blue. Um, so depending what happens in that one, uh, they then they may still be in contention for finals. And if that is true, then we might have the opportunity to fuck Sydney over and deny them finals, which would be fucking amazing to a way to end the season, I think. So, uh, yeah, get around <laughs> that if they manage to beat Victory on the weekend. So, but I don't know, Victory will probably be pushing pretty hard. They've, they're in a three-way tie for first. So it's um, if ever there was a chance for simultaneous kickoffs, this would have been it with all three Melbourne teams pushing for, for the final. Uh, for, for Especially because the, they're all Melbourne teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's all three of them. So, but it's like one Saturday, one Sunday, one's Monday. I mean, look, it was hard to get them all play at once because of the extreme. But anyway, I think it's, is it the mm. Knicks that, I think, 
Knicks are the ones that Sydney FC are chasing for that final spot. Yep, it is. Knicks, it's between Wellington, Phoenix, MacArthur and Sydney. Uh, MacArthur already out because they only got one game left and they can't catch the Knicks, I think. True. So Sydney need to win both. Yeah, okay. Yep. Tell you what, I know, I know how to do this game on uh, so it fucks either Sydney. Start the game, just get out, get um, five Brisbane Raw players sent off, have the game abandoned at nil-nil, fuck Sydney. <laughs> I think that might end up with us forfeiting, but yeah, I like your theory. I like your thoughts. Yeah. You're thinking, but you're thinking the right way. Um, so it's, I'm going to go on, on Ryan Grant's mullet again and get him sent off. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Screw him over for finals. <laughs> uh, so it is a it's the Sydney FC's last fixture was actually a one 0 loss. So they've obviously been over in the Asian Champions League Cup, where they finished bottom of their group with only two points. And uh, yeah, they lost their final game to Hangong Ang Gia Lao from. Uh, from the Vietnamese league, so um, yeah, they'll shit us in the Asian Champions League and uh, watch our coefficient drop even more. Yeah, hey. helping helping <laughs> coefficient. Yeah, I don't want Sydney to win, but I also want Australia to have a chance to compete yeah. in that competition. <laughs> are you saying? Are you saying that you don't want us just to have one spot in the uh, AFC Cup playing a team from the Maldives? <laughs> Yeah. Well, I would love Maldives yeah. away. Maldives away would be great. <laughs> Get around Maldives <laughs> away. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Melbourne City were our big ones, and obviously they finished second in the group, but uh, because of the new extra group, only three of the second place places went through, and yeah, they were one of the two that missed out. So, um, yeah, anyway. Anyway, uh, chair club, so that leads us on to the club championship ladder. We are currently in seventh. Perth did actually overtake us with that win on the weekend. Uh, yeah. So we did Apart from, from the raw cast, I've, I just have never heard anyone mention this since <laughs> the know. start of the season. I know, right? It's uh, look, we're dedicated to it, all right? So it's very important <laughs> to us around here, Dan. Um, so we're higher on the club championship than we are on the ladders. So. <laughs> exactly. Uh, more probably because there's just less teams in it, um, <laughs> which I'll get to in a second. So currently Wellington in fifth and 43. I've, well, I've got Wellington in fifth and 43, Perth in sixth and 42. We're on 40 points in seventh, Newcastle on 39 since any wonder is 33 so they can't catch us thank you for another shit team that means we won't finish bottom of that ladder as well uh, but if Newcastle <laughs> win another game they could jump us and yeah we need to win a game to we need to maybe beat Sydney to jump them I don't think we'll be top over Wellington but uh, yes uh, so we could at least maybe finish sixth in that um, now City have won that with 79 points then probably won it weeks ago uh, but West United would be fourth on the club championship ladder with their 45 A-League men's points <laughs> so you know uh, uh, <laughs> That's yeah, they've got 14 less games against their name, and they would actually be fourth on that, which shows how poorly some of these clubs have done, anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, just a quick swing by the MPL, obviously, that's been going on. The MPL men's team is in ninth position, so they've played seven, one, two, drawn one, lost four, minus 10 against goal difference, seven points on the board. They did have a 6 1 loss last night, uh, so that's that's Ouch. not good, not good at all. Uh, and Olympic, uh, certainly the one setting the early pace in that one, and uh, looking very good. Had a really good win over Pinch the Power on the weekend. Uh, and in the NPL women's, we've actually started pretty reasonably well. So there were two wins in that one. So uh, we're currently in second place. We played three. So one of the two we did lose on the weekend, though. So got positive goal difference at two, six points on the board. Lost two one to Olympic. Uh, but in that one, again, yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, Lions already look like they're running away with that one. So I mean, Olympic beat us, and Lions beat Olympic like five one. So, um, yeah, Lions are looking. <laughs> they will probably run away with that. And since I think there's about three Brisbane Raw players in that Lions team, I don't think it'll surprise many at all. Right, moving on to a bit of news. It was rumoured last week, Yoshiba, the Tri-Series, the Queensland Championship Cup. It's been confirmed the lead scum are coming to play Brisbane Raw. 
Split loyalties are going to be on show, and uh, and Aspillo have been confirmed to filling in the other spots. So we've we've traded out one um, one maroon and blue team. No, they don't call it maroon in um claret, isn't it? It's claret in um England, claret and blue. Yeah. Traded out one claret and blue team for another claret and blue team, and traded out some. Uh, who do we trade out for Leeds? We traded out oh Crystal Palace, that's right. Traded out some red and blue for uh for uh, for, uh, for the Leeds. So yeah, traded out two London teams, two teams from outside London. Um, excited, mate. Uh, very, very, very excited. I can now say to you that I have uh, known about this news for uh, uh, nearly the last month. Um, it's a bit difficult keeping it from you um, uh, at first, um, since we found out from some channels that we probably shouldn't have found out from in the UK, but hey, players talk. Um, but um, yeah, no, very excited, although I had to laugh at though, um, you say... Um, um, my loyalties are on the line. Uh, yeah, no. I'm, you, 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 I'm a traitor. I said split loyalties. I said split loyalties. Uh, Didn't say loyalties are on the line. No, no, I've, no very, very excited. And, and good to see Townsville get a game too as well. Um, uh, as well. Um, yeah, definitely. That's good. I'm quite, quite excited. Very excited. Although, are you excited to see uh, Aston Villa and uh, Stevie Keys? Amazing, amazing side. Oh, Stevie G. <laughs> well, we'll see what Steve, what Aston Villa do um, in their two games against Burnley before I give them, uh, before I have any thoughts about them. So, although, um, although, yes. although, although, at least I'm hoping I don't jinx it here by saying this, but at least your side, your English side, isn't coming to Australia. Potentially, they are promoted <laughs> as a Premier League side, but they may come over here as a uh, Championship. Uh, uh, squad, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, if you're asking, if you're going to ask me about like players that might be coming over, um, yeah, we will wait and see yeah. where I finish up. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> that, that, I did think that it would be rather awkward. Um, yeah, putting the uh, the champions into the championship into the Champions Cup, um, <laughs> if that does um, turn out to be <laughs> true. Uh, yeah, I, I, look, I mean, th this series was obviously muted uh, a couple of years ago before COVID, and um, you know, it was a way to get something different to the new Townsville Stadium, and uh, you know, they've shared it around Queensland, so you know, it's where the state that sort of has to do that a bit more than others um, with the sort of our population disparity um and so you know it, it's a good it's a good way to do it it's amazing how many teams are coming out here to australia we're obviously seen as a pretty safe market with all the when you put together all the different teams that are now coming out here so uh yeah um you know yeah i think it'd been rumored obviously yeah you guys had heard quite a while i think i went back when i searched it and i reckon there was someone who spread it on twitter like about a month before it was announced at least so um yeah it was definitely in the works for yeah, a while yeah, and uh, there, there was yeah people um yeah people People knowing about it well and truly beforehand, but uh, yeah, we, we had the goal to uh, just announce it um, and not leave Queensland tourism in a spot of bother or, um, on that. Um, I, I'm just going to give some quick advice to um, any listeners who are interested in, in the, the, the games. I don't know if you mentioned Pricey, but it is um, Leeds v Aston Villa at Suncorp um, in Brisbane, Leeds v Brisbane Raw on the Gold Coast at Rabina, and it's... Brisbane Raw v Aston Villa in Townsville. Just quickly, if you are interested in the Leeds Villa game at Suncorp, uh, get in and buy your tickets quick because even though not all sections are currently released for sale, take up is quick when they go on sale. And if you are interested, if you are from interstate travelling or wanting to stay on the Gold Coast for the uh, Brisbane Raw Leeds game, in quick for accommodation because I know many have been snapping up quick and probably likewise for the Suncorp game if you're going to stay in Brisbane because I'm pretty sure that weekend is also um, uh, around state of origin time. So, 
yeah. Yeah, I think the yeah, the state of origin ran. It's weird the kickoff on Sunday for the uh, for the Leeds um, Aston Villa game is like two thirty in the afternoon. I find that one a little bit strange, um, because especially because that means it goes back to the UK at like four AM in the morning. Like the later, the better for UK viewing, if that makes sense. Yeah. I um, so. I would be adamant that's that's to try and stop um, potential um, um, fan trouble with drinking. Because I did I did read something somewhere that. Um, um, there has been UK um, police liaising with Queensland police, um, uh, possibly uh, yeah, um, on sure things. So yeah, I, th- I think it's just to yes, try and stop. Um, yeah, yeah. L- look, it, it it can be Crawley Town versus Leeds United, and there's probably going to be some fan violence. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> my, my, my... you're saying a lot. Well, I mean, it's Crawley Town, of course. People are going to get angry about Crawley Town. <laughs> got a lot of pride to pick up for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, my, look, just put it this way. My football club is not known for being the um, most pleasant of football Well, my English football club is yeah, not known for being the most pleasant of uh, places to go to. So, But look, it is good. It, it's, it is uh, very, very nice to have these games here. And there's a lot of football happening. Like, I, I'm still 50-50 whether I will then travel over to Perth for a game in Perth. It's, um, yeah. A lot of football. Oh, that's it. I mean, it's good, good for you if you have a chance to support your team. Uh, yeah, and look, you know, and at least the, uh, your clubs are including your fans, unlike Manchester United, who um, pretty much dismissed all their fans um, for their tour so as uh, being unimportant. So, uh, <laughs> and when I'm talking about people that are signed up like overseas members to their football club as well. Uh, yes. Can I just wrap on that? I just got a lovely little anecdote. So I'm actually English. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that before. Your oh. listeners don't hate me too much. Um, but my, my dad's always been a, a Leeds fan, and my mother actually grew up near Aston Villa, so they were uh, Villa, Villains fans. And I actually have only been back over there a few times in my life, but the only Premier League game I've ever been to was uh, Leeds and Aston Villa playing Ellen Road. And we packed in there at Ellen Road, especially the years that Leeds were making a, a push for Euros. Um, and... They had Harry Kuehl and Mark Viduka playing for them, so I get to see all those guys out bashing it against, um, it was um, David Ginola and uh, Paul Merson at Villa. And, yeah, it was that's the only Premier League game I've ever seen. And Aston Villa were, were up 3-0 by about 80 minutes and three-quarters of the crowd left and missed the Leeds goal <laughs> and ended 3-1. <laughs> and that's my only, only real taste of live Premier League football. Clearly. Here I am. So now I've got tickets to this game. 15 years <laughs> later or whatever, and here we go. Well, clearly, uh, that was uh, when uh, I was um, having made a push for Europe and been unsuccessful and um, become bankrupt, clearly. Um, from that, that result. Oh, yeah, yeah, this was before the fall, yep. <laughs> this is the year they didn't make it. <laughs> Spent all the money. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, just, just a cute little thing that it's surprisingly fond little personable moment for me and i'm so happy that i've got tickets because i bought them a couple of years ago and just sat on them <laughs> and now they're now to do new teams it's like, it, wow. it, 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 it right. is nice that there is someone out there that's not upset that their uh the west ham crystal palace tickets have suddenly turned into leeds aston villa tickets there's quite <laughs> there's quite a few people that have just been going where's my fucking refund so it's, it's but oh it's, i it's said not- i said it one about <laughs> I said to someone, it's an upgrade, and they gave me like a smiley reaction on social media, and I thought they just thought it was witty. I don't think, I think now that you've told me that, clearly they thought I was being sarcastic. <laughs> well, I think I was happy. there would be a lot of like, you know, if you're a palace or like, especially if you've bought um, like for the active support, actually, like West Ham have got a reasonable support around Australia. Like there would have been plenty of people who had their yeah. tickets hoping, and then all of a sudden, wait, now I'm staying in an Aston Villa active support area? Like, 
Uh, yeah, probably hasn't yeah. gone down well. So yeah, I can imagine maybe the refunds to yeah, I don't know. I had tickets to that original game and I got a refund as soon as it all cancelled and <laughs> yeah, so yeah. now I need to look to go again. And anyway, anyway, uh, and I think it, it, it probably has been noted with uh, the, the irony of that Brisbane do not actually play in Brisbane in these three games, uh, playing on the Gold Coast and Townsville, of course. Don't want to get everyone's hopes up. Yeah, Brisbane return exactly. Uh, Scott Neville has picked up a two-week suspension for that red card. Now, this is interesting because it leads very much directly into the new next piece of news. So obviously he'll miss the final game of the season. Uh, however, it has been announced today that the Australia Cup. So we we're confirmed for the playoffs because we're not going to finish above. I don't even think we can finish ninth. I think the best we can maybe finish is tenth now. Um, so we're confirmed for those playoffs. We're ninth place, twelfth, and ten plays eleventh. So there's only ten teams in the actual round of thirty-two from the A League. Um, and obviously with the bladder positions, it's very likely that'll be against Western Sydney Wanderers. Things they're the team in tenth, uh, and we're eleventh. And so they're going to be now playing. I know Western Sydney could win and overtake Newcastle. Yeah, that's true. They could. They could. Um, I'm just saying that because I know they're up one 0 against West. Uh, oh yeah, that game's on now, isn't it? Up at the moment. Yes, that game is actually not now. winning. Don't worry. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right, all right. probably against Western Sydney Wanderers then, unless we beat Sydney. Um, yeah. So yeah, and that, so those games actually basically you play next week. Um, so between Thursday the 12th of May, so I dare say the Brisbane Roar won't be on that game since we play on the 10th of May on the Tuesday night. Um, and yeah, between the Thursday the 12th of May and Sunday the 15th of May, so basically they're like shoving it in at the end of this of this season instead of trying to get it super early next season. So. Uh, yeah. Um, guess, guess, so yeah, that's... guess what, listeners? You get an annual FFA Cup show three months early. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, it's the new annual Australia Cup game, the Australia Cup show. <laughs> yeah, the newly minted Australia. I wonder what show. sort of team will. I wonder what sort of team will put out. Like, will we stick with the whole "we don't care anymore" just the kids? Like, we've already sent all the imports home sort of thing or will we be like guys we need out, to play I, think, I think this is why so obviously everyone's in finals already so they're pretty much aligns with the first week of finals so those six teams will be in finals and now you've got the bottom <laughs> four still playing uh, have an Australia Cup game so it's only sort of seventh and eighth that miss out and this uh Ironically, we'll keep some players in match fitness for the Australia All League A League Eleven to play the Barcelona game, which happens the <laughs> week before the grand final. Yeah, because the teams from um, from eighth to twelfth or whatever. I, I was look- they're primed to have a lot of players in that. Yeah. Top. I was looking at it a different way round. I, I do like that actually having the games when finals are happening because that does. I think that might slowly build some foundations for. If we ever eventually do have promotion and relegation, like it does, sort of build up that little bit of um, culture of hey, you're going to be uh, either in the finals or you're going to be uh, scraping out for Australia Cup spots. I don't know. I, I just I like the idea of um, you know playing these games while the finals are on. It, it is a token game after all, but it is important because oh, yes. yes. The FF, the sorry Australia Cup. Well, it is a spot in Europe, so. Asia, Jesus. Spot in Europe, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yes, yes, you could not have pulled that one. Well. Yes, 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 FFA Cup for a spot in Europe, eh? Is that... the, 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 Australia is, the Australia Cup is one of the new um, UEFA Champions League uh, wildcard spots because that competition is going to be absolutely fucked in five years' time. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll be in the Europe. Yeah, you get a spot in the Europa Conference League um, <laughs> playoffs. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's just like Eurovision. It's... <laughs> Yeah, Australia's in. You know what? I don't think Europe would be surprised if an Australian team turned up in the Euros for some reason. <laughs> I think that's why the Super League over there just fell down. They hadn't established the premier Australian club to join. 
<laughs> this is the big problem. I was talking about that. I was talking about an Asian Super League or something happening on. I, I think it was more just out of rebadging of more of the Asian Champions League than anything. But it was like, oh, which Australian yeah. teams would join an Asian Super League or something? Anyway. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone's out there going, I have a million, a millions of dollars worth of sponsorship. Yeah. Hundreds of millions of dollars worth of sponsorship. Which Australian team wants? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yes, um, so yeah, so that's um, yeah. So I think well, Scott Neville with that two-week suspension will now miss obviously the final game of the season and that Australia Cup game. So, uh, yeah. um, and that will be his two weeks, meaning he's eligible to play against Barcelona, and that's good because he's one of the five players that you can select in your eleven. Uh, so they opened it up for fan voting um, for the A League eleven to play Barcelona. Um, so Brisbane's eligible players, I think basically every club put five in. Um, so Aldred, Neville, O'Shea, Henry Hoare, and Ivanovic are the five that you can select for Brisbane. Um, so that's uh, yeah, a, a real lack of defensive midfielders, I thought, in the midfield group, um, which is, I would have thought we might need some defensive midfielders beyond Jack Rodwell um, to play against. Yeah, that, that was a bit of a, I was like, all right, geez. Yeah. I wonder if they got every club to submit a few players in isolation kind of thing, and that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably, you know. And you, when you sort of put it as a four-three-three out there and, you know, you call it a centre attacking mid as the middle one, well, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I will. I wouldn't mind. Like, I think it's a cool idea. All right, if they get if they actually take the fan votes and tally them, and and those are the players that get a run at the start, I think that's cool. Um, I would love to see O'Shea get a run in a in a different team, like just to just to see if that completely unlocks him. Like I think he's got more potential than like he already looks good in our team. I think he's got more potential. It'd be lovely to see that. And then that would give us something to aspire to, to free O'Shea up a bit more. I'd love to see it. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, it's a good chance. And that's why I think they're sort of putting this game in there. It's sort of like, you know, for those internationals, it's like, ah, no, we really want you to stay around for this. So please, so we're going to put this in here. <laughs> so it's another game to play. And then, you know, instead of like, if it was like two and a half weeks away, it's like, you know, you're, if you're O'Shea and order it, you know, and well, maybe not so much Aldred, um, but I mean, O'Shea, he definitely pissed off for the whole of the off-season back to Highland, so um, yeah. I imagine he'd be looking to do the same, so um, yeah. Is Daniel Sturridge one of the Perth players? <laughs> I didn't notice, <laughs> but I actually yeah. think he wasn't. No, because it was Anthony... That it was Anthony hilarious Burke, if he was. Anthony, but it was Anthony Burke Gilroy you could select for... Um, anyway, okay. yeah. I'd maybe just skip over him when I look. I would, not be surp- um, I would not be surprised if someone said, when they were doing that, hey, are we putting Sturridge in the... Uh, for your yeah. five players, and they went. Yeah. And Tony, nah, but it's Tony was like, like he's, he's already talk, on a play. It's a hard decision. Yeah, unless he's pissing off. But otherwise, it's a hard decision, right? Because he he is a like a kind of player that would get more people to come to a big game like this. Yeah, he's, he's a play, sort of history, player that would actually but, maybe cause Barcelona some issues. Or, yeah, because he is a. But the hypocrisy of him playing ninety minutes in this game after not playing ninety minutes all season is probably too great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, it's, these A-League 11s, look, because of obviously the two grand final teams, they, their players won't even be eligible for it. So, um, you know, it's you can pick your 11s all you want, but it's going to fall apart pretty quickly as soon as... Uh, oh, that's right, Dwight York's coming in to manage it for some reason. Because apparently that's how you kickstart your coaching career is by managing a flung-together A-League 11 to play Barcelona and friendly. I'd take Dwight York. Yeah, I'd still take him as a player. Moon out, York <laughs> I'd still take him as a player. I reckon he could. He's a Man United fan, <laughs> so it doesn't matter how good he's a coaching. Um, in probably in some just a, I'm just going to chuck this one out there. It might in might be an important but unlikely news. So SEN have actually brought out the license radio for six nine three, so four KQ for those that uh, like to listen to their classic rock. Um, 
So now the only reason I bring it up is SEN do actually cover A League, I think, especially down in Melbourne a bit, and um, maybe maybe across some of the other states. So there's a good chance, I think, maybe for away games that, especially probably in more of the off season time, maybe not now when uh, AFL and NRL are going, but might actually get some radio coverage of our games uh, on an actual dial spot. So uh, maybe they could even actually sign up someone to do, um, yeah, uh, I don't know, as a uh, it's like a home spot, you know, maybe they might even sign a deal and we'd get some home coverage as well. So um just something to have a look at. And the last cool. and the last little piece here is and yes, you are correct. Thank you for editing that for me, Butsy. It was uh <laughs> uh Tom Aldred and his partner who is Hannah Proctor, I think that's her name. Um, had a baby on uh last week. So it was a couple of days before um the Adelaide game. So uh yes, he uh he was probably not on having much sleep when he got played the Adelaide game, which might have meant why, why he went off to hide <laughs> a bit early. So, um, yeah, so congratulations. Why he still looked angry. Yeah, why he still looked yeah. angry. Um, you know, so that's that's a big life decision for him to sort of, you know, if he's just had a baby, a kid here, like, you know, where are you going with your life? Or if he's summing up where to play, if he's going to keep playing Brisbane and all those sort of things we're talking about, it's uh, it's an interesting one to add into the mix. So um, I, I'm not sure if she's just... That will be an interesting discussion in the the postseason show like who's staying and who's going mm. it's going to be quite interesting i can't remember if she's australian or not um, his partner i can't remember no i think she's english so i think yeah there might be some uh, lure to go home uh okay, see i would go look up something like that but then i feel like my internet browser would accuse me of being seen <laughs> going and looking up footballers wives <laughs> instagram man. this is instagram you follow them in instagram and they tag them in photos and then you just look and you just like you know so i'll just find the tag that's that's you know that's <laughs> That's honestly where I find out most of my information on this stuff. That's the only reason I follow them oh. is to just know the gossip and what's going on in their lives. How I know <laughs> that they're off hiking up in the mountains behind when, yeah. when you think they should probably be at training. <laughs> like, yeah, that's why. Anyway. Uh, fair enough. I'll keep that in mind. That can be my, my off-season improvement. That's what i got to go away and work on while I'm away from the club is my Instagram profile. Instagram profile and your Instagram following, yeah. All right, let's move on to a bit of tipping and round this show because we've been talking for way too long. Um, uh, so at the moment, I've got down... Now, Dave hasn't done up a nice little summary for me, so uh, it's uh, just going to go across where it is. Now, it is it is awesomely tight, I think you, you must say, uh, for the run-in for these final handful of games. So um, let's just get the others out of the way first. Um, Yeshiba. Fucking, uh, fucking, yeah, yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 just, I just noticed that Wellington Phoenix is one 0 up, and I'm, I'm here getting a big fucking fat donut. Fuck off. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so, so, Western United sorry, didn't listeners. win. No, you got it. You got a donut. Yeah, you got a donut in that fight, that round we just had. Sorry, Western listen. United didn't win, and yeah, well, Perth beat City, and no one did that. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you did get a donut that round. I'm sorry. Uh, which is pretty impressive for May games. <laughs> that's the um, that's the tipping I'm known for to be. Yeah. So these was so these totals are as current, I believe, as of the Brisbane Central Coast Mariners games. Uh, so it doesn't include the ones that happened last night. Uh, we haven't updated for them yet. So beyond that, listeners, you're coming in second. You're sort of cast away by yourself in there, and uh, you've got 92 tips correct. Uh, but then all the top dog spots, we have Anne and Dave on 101. We have Ben on 102 and myself and Rick on 103. There is two tips between five of us going into with only, what, a dozen odd games left when we uh, include finals. So that is some impressively close tipping, I must say. So, um, yeah. Uh, 
Shout out to myself, by the way, for getting a uh, perfect round a um, couple of days ago. So <laughs> a couple of, we're not the one that uh, sort of the uh, 22nd, the 25th. So I got those five games all right. Uh, but most people got most of them right. I was just, I got the right combinations. So yes. Um, nice. Yeah, it, it is, uh, it's actually nice. I got yeah, six tips in a row there. Yeah. Uh, yes. So that's, um, that's where tipping's at for the moment. Now, obviously, what have we got going on? So we've got Western Sydney Wellington going on at the moment. So we don't need to tip that one. So we'll start then with basically Friday night, into and how many there that's six games so we can tip two each that'll work out really nicely uh so the uh we'll start on the friday night no these games are on saturday sorry uh central coast mariners versus newcastle f3 derby finish the year dan who are you going for in that one? Oh, that's tough i think that'll be a draw that's a fair sort of one uh i will tip and now if you share if you want to get ready for mccarthy the western sydney i'm going to tip the big blue and i think Melbourne victory are going to be too good on that, which unfortunately means that our game against Sydney FC will be for nothing, but uh, so be it. Uh, Yeshiba, MacArthur versus Western Sydney Wanderers. And uh, Western Sydney Derby, I suppose. In some ways, yeah. Uh, I'm going a draw, and uh, it, good thing you didn't pick me for the um, the big blue because uh, I was uh, going to tip Sydney. Um, I'm, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I mean, you could go either way on that, I think. Victory have, like, not lost in, like, 14, 15, 16 games or something. It's insane. Um, yeah. They've actually won a lot of games recently as well. I'm under the radar a bit. Uh, Adelaide versus Western United, Dan. Who would you like to back in that one? Oh. I know who I'd like to back. Neither of them. <laughs> I have to pick someone, yeah. so I guess Adelaide at home. Yeah, Adelaide. Cracking game. To be honest, like, when Western United are pushing for their... It's, it's actually some really good games in this final sort of round. I've got Melbourne City versus yeah. Wellington. Uh, I, I think Melbourne City will, will straighten up enough to, to win that one, and that will actually seal in the league. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, when you got... Yeah, so obviously the three games that really matter this weekend uh, for the championship are Melbourne City at home to Wellington, Western United away to Adelaide, and Melbourne Victory away to Sydney. So um, they're the three to watch this weekend with only the one point in. I think Melbourne City have got one point lead over Victory and Western United. Is that... Right there, so uh, yes, that's correct. Yeah, so, did he just have to win? And to be honest, they'll know what they need to do by the time he gets it because they're the third one that played, they don't play until the Monday night. And then, rounding it all off, Yoshiba, you can tip us for Brisbane versus Sydney, final game of the regular season. Who would you like to back? Is this going to be for charity still? I have no <laughs> idea, mate. No, probably not, actually. It's, it's probably not in the system yet. Oh, it might good. Be, oh, I don't know. Good, good, because uh, I'm going Brisbane Raw. <laughs> <laughs> good on you. Brisbane Raw. Screw over Sydney FC's and finals if, chances. That's what you're going for, right? if Sydney beat us, that means Sydney hate charity. Yeah, exactly. Fuck Sydney. <laughs> Fuck Sydney. <laughs> yeah, as always in life, fuck Sydney. Um, I'm, and, I'm, I'm going Sydney win the big blue, but they lose to us again. Fuck uh, <laughs> all right so um oh, i'll put that tip in actually for you while i'm looking at it so yes yeah there we go so we're going central coast we're going for the draw in the central in the f3 derby uh, a victory in the big blue we're backing the draw in uh, the western the western of sydney derby uh adelaide in the adelaide i don't know what you want to call that because it's even adelaide v western game uh the Aloisi derby <laughs> um and uh <laughs> melbourne Melbourne City to knock over with the Knicks uh, to win the league, and Brisbane to knock over Sydney to finish the, finish the league in... Yeah, but, but, I don't know, my words aren't working. Brisbane, yeah, win, finish the season in style. Let's go with that. 
All right. They're going to win the state of origin. Yes, the state of origin, yeah. Well, we got still got those, buddy. No, because we... I was going to say Burgundy, but I hear it's... Um, that other colour name now. Burn Claret. <laughs> you want to go with a bit of Claret? Claret. Uh, <laughs> we got a bit of Claret still, those jerseys? No, no, because this season our third jersey was the black ones. Okay. I think we have a white one we haven't used much. Um, mm. I don't know. It's not like Orange clashes with many teams in the league apart from Adelaide, <laughs> really. <laughs> uh, which makes the Maroon jersey pointless because who will, you know, can't really wear Maroon <laughs> against Red of Adelaide. So, you know. Anyway. I remember that when we first created them, we were like, we've got this beautiful Maroon shirt, no time to wear Yeah, exactly. So we have to manufacture it against um, against mm. Sydney FC. Uh, social media is in case you want to give us a follow. So facebook.com slash the Rawcast at the Rawcast on Twitter. Of course, that's where the polls will be up as well if you want to go through and vote on them. So there's been some good uh, action on that recently. And uh, anchor.fm slash the Rawcast um, as well if you want to get in there. But obviously these podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, um, and all our Google Podcasts platform. And that will about do us for this week. Pricey, pricey, pricey. I have, I have, I've upped my Instagram game in the last five <laughs> minutes. I got on social media. Yeah. And apparently right now we're recording on a Thursday. Yeah. It's Thursday, It's right? Thursday, it's yeah. Thursday. <laughs> My God, what a what a week! It's these it's these five these five like now the long weekends are gone. And just <laughs> I know how you, you like um, you get to choose and like hang on, where, where's the week going? <laughs> oh, sorry, you get to Wednesday. Yeah. You like yeah. anyway, <laughs> run out of days. So Brisbane all look like they're having their awards night at the moment. They posted some photos up. Oh. I think they're gonna ban the socials. So by the time you hear this, they should be all over the place. But I don't know. I just saw a few go up and thought, cool, we should mention that since we're on the pod. And it's breaking news. Oh, that is very breaking news. <laughs> uh, yes, that is. Our 2020 awards. So that probably means there's about all of about Grand Taylor, about six six months between our awards night uh, and uh, last the last awards <laughs> night singing song. So yes, uh, as we record, Jamila Rankin has won the A League Women's Young Player of the Year. So uh, congrats, Jamila. Uh, I reckon she might have won that last year as well, to be honest. Uh, and of course, the golden yeah, it rings a bell. Yeah. And, and the golden boot went to Larissa Crummer, which of course uh, in the A League Women's. So uh, yes, uh, there we go. Well, that's um, something to follow, and we'll talk about all that in our next show. And uh, yeah, so until then, listeners. Thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Love you.